On today's episode of Wellspring, we talk about social media. The goods, the bads, and the uglies. Well, you put a plural on it. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> there are multiple. Sure. Okay. Um, well, we're talking about our personal experiences with social media and also ways that you can improve your social media experience. Yeah. Right? To optimize your wellness, obviously, because it's Wellspring. Indeed. Um, this episode, we go into a lot of different rabbit holes of our thoughts on the world of social media. So enjoy. We yeah. explore many a nuance. Yes, many a ramble. Many a ramble, but all of them, all of it's good stuff. And I think you know we're ready to jump in. Are you? Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Ooh, okay. I'm ready. Let's right. go. Let's go. everyone welcome to wellspring episode eight eight that's awesome i'm so i would i would dare say eight is great all right well we got our dumb joke out of the way i think half of our 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 listenership has left uh there we go (laughs) but uh i think we have some good news another milestone to celebrate i know and it things are just going at such a clip recently um we just passed 200 followers on our instagram page Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Thank you all for following and keeping up with the podcast. Obviously, we have been appreciative for a couple weeks now. We will continue to be. Um, Everyone that has um, looked us up, we are on, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast. I keep seeing, like, new icons pop up on our anchor. Oh, so we're just showing up in new places? We're everywhere. Have you ever heard of Breaker? No. <laughs> yeah, okay, neither have I, but we're on Breaker. So if you're a Breaker fan, check us out. Um, which leads us really nicely into our topic for the week, right? What would that be? We're talking about social media. Ooh. Yes. Yes, uh, I think it should be a really interesting discussion today. But wh- why are we talking about social media? Um. Well, I think it's very relevant in today's world. And I feel like I've just, I don't know, I, I guess I just was reflecting a little bit on like my social media usage over the past year at least. And I guess for me, I definitely took a step back from my personal social medias. Hmm. Um, and I've gotten very into, well, we'll talk more about this obviously, you know, throughout the episode, but I've just been reflecting on how my life is different now from when I used to post regularly on my social media feeds. I don't really do it now. Um, but I have, you know, opinions about my decisions and stuff like that. And yeah, my view, we have different opinions though, don't we? Sort of. On social I mean, media. it seems like we've both kind of taken a step back for me personally. Well, I, I, just a more broad picture, I think, especially in the last year with COVID, which makes every conversation we have about wellness more relevant. It yeah, seems like, definitely. um, it's just our social lives have, have reverted completely to our phones. And yeah. completely to social media. And that's made it such a big factor on our mental health uh, for better and for worse. So yeah, I think it's definitely a, an important conversation to have just about uh, the wellness behind social media and how we can how we can use it thoughtfully because there actually is some research which surprised me about the positives of social media on wellness. I feel so. like that's the hot, I mean, not a hot take, but I feel like that's, that's the I think a lot of people are going to be more surprised by the fact that there are um, actually solid positive mm-hmm. contributions, because I think the Im- the implication in media nowadays is just that like social media is very negative. It yeah. inf- impacts your personal self-image, body image, everything. Yeah. Um, we have different experiences, I think, with our you know use of social media and how it affects us growing up. But. I think now as adults, right, you kind of have to think a little bit about like what your social media platforms have done for you in the past and how you want to utilize them going forward. I think the key is that you want to find a way to use it as a tool, right? As opposed to just be swept up in it. Yeah, I think my thing is, um, I think for those who use it, and again, it's been especially hard in the last year for this to be the case, but I think the ideal way to use social media is as a supplement for your social interactions with other people and not as a your replacement. Your social interaction, yeah. Right? So it's something that, like, you know, especially with the global, well, not globalization, but, like, I, I know a lot of people, you know, I am from New Jersey. I now go to school in California. 
Um, so I know people on both coasts and obviously I'm not going to get to see everyone all the time, even when there isn't a global pandemic. Yeah. So, you know, obviously being able to keep in touch with them, whether it be, you know, over just texting or calling, which uh, who knows what calling is these days, uh, with anyone aside from your grandmother. Yeah. Um, uh, obviously social media is a really great way of keeping in touch with the people. Um, and, and I think that there definitely is a way to do that positively, but as a supplement, you know, you do that not because like, oh, I would rather, you know, look at my friend's Instagram feed as a, and share TikToks with them as opposed to actually seeing them. Right. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I feel like this is all, I feel like this conversation is a little scary for me because I struggle to find nuance in discussing something like this because I feel like everything I've read, everything I see is just so overwhelmingly negative about social media. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, like finding a way to use it in a balanced way is the trick for me. Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like what you're saying is easy to say, but hard to do. Right. So it, it it does take a lot of nuance in figuring out how to build what you're talking about into your actual life. Cause I, at least for me, I'm not good at that at all. Um, that there could be many different things behind that, knowing me and Matt's like smirking at me. Um, but I think, you know, there's something to be gained from discussing this a little yeah. further. So, yeah. um, well, I, I thought, it, I mean, we, you know, we did some research and obviously that would be, I think that'll be interesting for our listeners to, to hear yeah. about and for us to talk about. But I thought first, you know, maybe we share some of the more positive things that we've gotten out of social media. Oh, that's nice. Is there yeah. any positive? Just to throw around a couple stories of ours. I don't Aww. know. Okay. Um, you want to start? Yeah, sure. Well, I, I would say one thing for me that was uh, really eye-opening, to be perfectly honest, um, happened to me about a year ago. Um, and, you know, I it comes up every episode. I'm a big sports fan. And mm-hmm. uh, I am really into data analysis. My major at Stanford was mathematical and co- or is... I guess I'm still not finished mathematical yeah. and computational science. And I got a, an internship at the NBA, the national basketball association, uh, doing data analytics work for them. And it was essentially one like my dream internship. And that was going to be last summer. I was really excited about it. And then it was canceled due to the pandemic. So it was the summer after my junior year, which is typically the summer where, you know, you have a, an internship that, could launch you into a full-time career right. if you get a return offer, or at least you, you want to have a positive experience that gives you a better idea of what you want to do with your life, right? Um, and I was worried I wasn't going to have that, so I turned to LinkedIn, um, which yeah. I've had very mixed experiences with. <laughs> um, but this was an overwhelmingly positive one uh, because I reached out to my network and said, you know, i I lost my internship and I'm looking for remote opportunities for the summer. And someone who I was connected with connected me with an opportunity at um, the Royal Bank of Canada doing quantitative finance work for them, um, which I was also really interested in. So I was really fortunate to have that network of people that were you know, there to help me out. And I was able to find an internship that I thought was really interesting. Yeah. So... That was definitely one of the more positive experiences I've had with social media. I have some other ones too, such such as like, um, oh, I, I, I'm just thinking like through my Instagram feed. I, I'm not really on Instagram anymore, but uh, when yeah. I when I was on it more so, and uh, I cared about you know my image that I was putting out on social media. Uh, well, cared about it in an interesting way because I remember so in 2015 I was in high school. And definitely my most memorable Instagram post was when I had my brother film me taking my glasses off and shooting lasers out of my eyes. It's a pretty famous video among those who know Matt. Yeah. And my, so my comment on it was, I'm kind of, I'm kind of awesome and very bored. And that was my social, my sophomore year of high school. Man, that sounds like 2011. Uh, but it was 2015. Oh my God. And, okay. and then to make things worse, although I, I'll spin this as a positive. I found out who my true friends were yeah. because then as a follow up, my freshman year of college, I actually posted it again. Uh, I just did posted the same thing again. Cause I thought it would be funny. Um, 
And yeah, and my comment that time was, when you're not ashamed of your past, you're terrified of it. With a laughing emoji and a hashtag WTF Wednesday, which I think I just totally made up. I like that, though. That's pretty good. Sounds like something that someone else made up. Yeah. So I, like a thing. I thought that was a really funny social media post. Uh, <laughs> I think a lot of other people thought it was funny, too. Uh, I like how you're finding so much amusement out of your own social media post. Yeah. You know, well, hey. Hey, that, hey that's think, a good thing, though. That's a good thing. I think that's a good thing. Yeah, it is. But anyways, enough about me. <laughs> how about you? Do you have any? Enough uh, about you. That was just the beginning of an incredible and a lot. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Matt, Matt completely left Instagram, right? Like you are. Well, yeah. you didn't delete your account, but you're like not not y- on it. Yeah, no, I haven't deleted my account, but uh, I am pretty much off. I, every once in a while, I'll uh support our um our podcast i'll just share the story uh, on my right. yeah. on my instagram but that's literally all i do on my instagram at yeah this point. yeah well you know i don't know as a as a young woman i feel like i feel like social media affects women um or women identifying folk it affects i don't know it affected me as a girl a lot because obviously there's like the whole you know, the thing of like model culture and you look at people, I mean, I think it kind of transitioned while we were coming of age from models to influencers where you see, you know, they're not like, you know, Tyra Banks or, oh my God. Okay. Not to date myself. I'm not from the eighties, but Mm -hmm. like, I remember when it was like, you know, models, like, you know, XYZ model, Victoria's Secret. And now it's like, and then, you know, recently now it's just like the big people are these influencers. They get up, they become big through social media and you see them. I, I heard a stat recently that um over 50 percent of people in our generation if they had the opportunity to be an influencer they would be well yeah i've thought okay okay you're looking at me like i'm insane but i mean okay it is a toxic toxic um occupation it seems like but it pays the damn bills and that's yeah, okay fine and it does it pays a lot of bills um there are a lot of people who are professional influ- influencers now and it's like a big thing um, I, I'm talking as if it's like 20, you know, 10 and there's like a couple of people popping up there that are getting their first brand deals or whatever, but this is a big thing now. It's part of our culture. Yeah. Um, but I mean, growing up, it was just like, first it, it, you know, it's like body negativity that you get from social media. I wasn't really allowed to be on many social medias when I was younger. I had to write an essay to my mom Really? And yeah, yeah. To um to get an email, I had to write an oh, essay. To get an email. <laughs> to get an email ID. Yeah, because everyone wow. else, everyone else in like the sixth grade had an email ID and I didn't. And I remember it was like very uncomfortable to use my mom. I used to use my mom's email ID. Yeah, yeah. But then I was like, no, I want my own things. I'm 12. I'm basically mm-hmm. a woman. Oh, so nice. I like wrote. My mom was like, okay, fine. Write an essay. Write Your an essay about why you deserve an email. Persuasive so I, essay. Yeah, I did the three body paragraphs, the intro, and the conclusion. Great. Thesis statement, topic statements, closing sentiment, sentiment, and then next steps. Um, <laughs> next, <laughs> next steps, steps for me. Give me an email address. <laughs> no, next steps for me were like. I'm about to turn 12, you know, it's a new stage of my life. I'm going to go into it with my gmail.com ID. <laughs> and then I picked... Not, not your AOL or your... No, uh, um, but this is... Were I you mean, trying to get your MySpace account too while you were at it? Uh, no, I know. I, I I was I was not allowed to be on the internet long um, early enough to be able to have a MySpace. Mm. So I, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I don't, yeah, I, yeah. I, I never... Yeah, so I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm from that camp of people who just like I was never allowed to have it and then Facebook was like you know an, an afterthought I was allowed to get a Facebook my freshman year of college I mean oh my god so, high school not college that's I was crazy. gonna say I no, was no, like, no, no, no. What? <laughs> no because there's so many embarrassing pictures of me from high school on my Facebook yeah. and then I mean yes the, yes there are the, the, um. <laughs> but like the condition of that is like my parents had to be my friends um, and they okay. really just enjoyed commenting on my photos, mm. which like when you're in high school, yeah. it's like, oh, my God, mom, I can't believe you just commented on my post. Yeah. No one's going to comment. So well, I was so embarrassed for a long time because like when your parents start commenting, then then everyone, all your homies are like, no, I can't comment on your post. Yeah, yeah. Like your, your dad commented. My yeah. dad's like a 50 year old Indian man. Like yeah. you can't be doing making dumb high school jokes. You know, you know, so. it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know, it's funny. I've had a similar problem. Well, not problem, but a similar phenomenon with my grandparents. Uh, cause it's funny. My parents are not on social media at all. The, like, I guess that's kind of where I get it from. 
Um, yeah. My, my, my dad hates everything technology. Yeah. Not, not really, but he had a flip phone until a couple of years back. For being a consummate professional, your dad <laughs> recently got a LinkedIn. Yes. Actually, I helped, Very him, recently. I helped him get a LinkedIn. It's a great LinkedIn, Very though. recently. But anyways, um, yeah, my grandparents, man, they are all over Facebook. And not only will they comment on my posts, which actually, you know, I'm fine with. And, well, I don't really post on Facebook anymore. Um, but they would comment on my posts, which is fine. But they'll also comment on when I'm tagged in someone on, else's in someone else's post. They will, yeah. they will comment and they'll comment as if they're talking to me. But that's not my post. So I had a friend who like posted like a hundred pictures from when we studied abroad in Madrid and I was in like three of them. And, <laughs> and my, my, my grandpa was like, Oh, you look so great in these, like in these photos. <laughs> and, and the, my friend was like, was he talking to me? And I was like, no, he's definitely talking to me thinking it was my post when it wasn't. But anyway, it's so sweet though. Your grandparents are really sweet. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I know it's all, uh, it's all out of love. It's just well, we know that it can now, obviously be a little embarrassing. Well, when you're an adolescent and you're like just you know you're trying to get be cool and be you know yeah. accepted and noticed in society and your <laughs> parents are commenting, but that was like my experience. I was very sheltered with that. I, I wasn't allowed to do a lot of social media stuff. Yeah. So I, I'm luck, but I think it's a good thing. I really think it's good that I never got too into it. Yeah. Um, things changed over the years though. I mean, mm -hmm. I think Instagram culture is definitely toxic. Yeah. I think, I think for me, like I had a, I had, per, I have a personal Instagram, but it actually causes me dread to like post on that. Mm. I don't like it. Cause I get very obsessive with it. Like, first of all, if it, if your photo doesn't have enough likes, it, it comes down like that kind of thing. Kind of, yeah. That yeah. was like my thing. Yeah, which I know. is embarrassing. It, that's to not admit. that's not uncommon. I know. I mean, a lot of people do that. They archive a ton of posts later on in life when they want to refresh what they what their you know their vibe is now. Like maybe you change your look or something. I don't know. I just first of all, the the one thing was like I I didn't I real I, I didn't think um, I don't know. I, I thought filtering. Everyone thought filtering was amazing in like 2015. Yeah, they really loved a good filter. So like, I used to put filters on all of my, you know. Actually, no, I got an Instagram my freshman year of college. Okay, so I didn't have an Instagram all throughout high school. That is oh, wow. a lifesaver. Honestly, I'm glad I didn't because you know, I didn't really. I don't know. I had a whole thing about how I looked in high school. I didn't think I looked very good in high school. I had a. I really didn't like the way I looked. I compensated for a lot of it by like studying a lot and doing that kind mm. of thing. And I thought that was academic, but I really didn't think I looked very good. Well, I don't think it would have made me feel any better. That makes two of us. Uh, I had my Aww. my army buzz cut rolling <laughs> uh, in in high school. Uh, which it's so embarrassing. <laughs> I mean, well, that's not as embarrassing as me though, because I I went to science fair every year, and they used to take a, they take a headshot of you at science fair every year. Sure. For some reason, I should have. I feel like I should have been put on to like waxing facial hair a little bit earlier than I was, because <laughs> every year I would go to the science fair, and like you can tell when I figured out like what an esthetician was, because the first couple years I did it, they would take a photo of me, and I legitimately looked like a young man. <laughs> like I would just have a mustache, and it's uh, not. The, I, mean, this I still is don't know what that is. So. What science an fair? Oh, an esthetician. That's just like someone who waxes yeah. after no, no, that kind I, of I, I hair figured. removal. Yeah. Um, but it was, you know, it wasn't good. It actually makes me very self-conscious that those photos are still on the internet. I don't really, you know, because when you Google my name, the first thing that pops up is my photo from science fair. Well, I've tried hard that, to put I out other content over the years. I think that's a key motivation that you need to make something of yourself in your life so that, you Yeah, know, exactly. That's you why other, I'm trying like, to... news articles about you and... Yeah, to stuff get that like stuff that. posted. Anyways, but I, I, I didn't like the way I looked. But that had nothing to do with really the social media element. Sure. Social media made it a lot worse when I got into it because now all of a sudden your view, your image and your basically likes and dislikes, stuff like that, who you're hanging out with, what you do socially, yeah. that's all attached to numbers. And now you can quantify how popular you are and how well-liked sure. you are and yeah, yeah. what people think of you. And so, and especially when it comes to things like your body and like what, you, you know, when you... Yeah. Me, for me, my big insecurity is my face. Mm -hmm. So um, I have like hyperpigment mat noses because I've like, I always tell them every day, like, I have new acid on my face every day. But it's a, it's, it's a exfoli, it's like a chemical exfoliant. I like mm -hmm. to use masks and whatever. It's not, it's not like actual acid, but like 
it is something that becomes very inflamed the yeah. more that I like go on social media and look at it. So over time, I figured I just would not, you know, I, I, I just didn't think it was necessary for me to be engaging with a accounts that were, I don't know, all of the influencer accounts, they're so over engineered, like they're so engineered to the extent where it's like unhealthy because they've started to make it look like it's real. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can edit yourself. Well, that's the problem. And it, it looks very normal. Yeah. It's normalized now, yeah. you know? And it, and it creates a uh, an illusioned sense of reality. Well, yeah, it's super distorted. Yeah. But I, I wanted to go off of what you were saying. And this whole conversation started because I asked you if you had any positives that came out of social media. Oh, yeah. It doesn't sound like there are many. Well, I, I have a couple thoughts. But uh, I think one one thing I just wanted to say, because you were talking about the numbers, uh, how like, how your social life becomes quantified. One thing that I have never understood and that has infuriated me mm-hmm. is this whole idea that you have to have more followers than people than you're following. following. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a big thing, huh? Oh my God. I, I just didn't, I, it's funny because I just pulled out my phone and Aditi was looking at me like, what are, you, what are you doing? And I just wanted to pull out my Instagram account to check my numbers, my ratio, you know? Yeah, well. Uh, to see that I am followed by 673 people, which is probably a decrease because people are like, this guy isn't posting anything. Uh, and I follow 1,074. So. Yeah, I think that's so dumb. You know, I was actually talking to my younger sister a while back about this because I don't understand how a 15-year-old has 2,000 Instagram followers. What are you doing? I was like, I asked her, I was like, Summerly, why do you have 2,000 Instagram followers? How come all your friends have like 5,000 Instagram yeah. followers yeah. and like 800 likes per post? Which, fine, maybe you, maybe maybe that's true. I don't know, two th- how do you know 2,000 people as a 15-year-old? You're in high school. Maybe there's 2,000 uh. people like in your school, but you don't know every single one. That's crazy. Yeah. And so she was like, well, yeah, but like what people do is they'll make these finstas and second oh, finstas yeah. and third yeah. finstas. But then when someone follows you, you expect them to follow you from all of those different accounts. So it's actually like 3x the amount of people <laughs> because each of those people has like three other accounts and That's they all follow you. But it's important that they follow you because you want the numbers to be big and whatever. And I see it with her and her friends and stuff. Like if there's a post that doesn't get as much traction as they like, Mm -hmm. like they will take it down. Yeah. I do that too, but on a much smaller scale, like I, I'm very much not, I don't really care too much about who I'm, who's following me or whatever. I'm Mm -hmm. not that person, but I just think the numbers thing, it's a, it's a big self esteem thing. Cause it's like, it's also, also when they call it friends, Yeah, I have an issue with that. Like yeah. when Facebook like on says Facebook. That you have friends, yeah. I mean, no, you don't. You just like know you happen to know people, and those people happen yeah. to click some button that yeah, says I think that you're friends. Followers is a more followers. Yeah, maybe portrayal. But Do people even follow you? I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't see 600 and how many ever like different people's posts every day. I see maybe 10 people. Yeah. Well, I. I, I mean, it's not that I'm following every single one of these people all the time, right? So it's just. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But this is all a digression. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're digressing heavily. But I did want to bring up what I think is one positive that I've seen out of uh, your experience with TikTok, actually. Which yeah. Which is, ironically, probably the least favorite of my social, like, in my opinion. Oh, it's of, my favorite. Of social medias. Yeah, well, I, I just wanted to bring it up because um, we've been cooking a lot. And I noticed that you got a very tasty recipe off of TikTok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a Gotta couple give, days ago. Was give, it like we'll a put it in the, ricotta we'll put it in. dip with uh, tomato, stewed tomatoes, or whatever. stewed tomatoes yeah. on top, and then get a baguette and put some oil, a little too much oil, my fault, on top, and then uh, yep. create like a bruschetta esque thing with the dip. Yeah, that was our dinner a couple nights ago. It was really, really good. So here's okay. So here's my actual answer to your question. Like maybe 10, 15 minutes too late. Um, <laughs> it's never too late. I guess not. But I really, so here's what happened to me. You know this, but well, I'm going to recount it. Essentially what happened is I hated my social media. I didn't like it. My personal, it wasn't real. I filtered every single thing that I had and it just mm-hmm. was too curated. I didn't even like the photos that I kept. The problem is that when you take the photos off of the Instagram and you put them back into your personal feed, it just looks so ugly and curated. Like I just didn't like how it was so teased all those Instagram photos. Everything else was just natural. Yeah. Like what I was just taking. Those were the best memories to look back on. Not the shit that I was curating. Mm-hmm. That stuff sucked. So I was like, okay, I'm over it. And then when COVID hit, no, that's yeah. it. I'm not doing this anymore because A, it would infuriate me. B, it was just like frustrating. And C, 
you know, especially when the Black Lives Matter movement gained a lot of traction and you see people who are speaking up, what really pissed me off was the people who would do the performative activism. Like all those people that posted a black square and then deleted it months afterward because it didn't look good on their feed or something like that, or people who would just like hop on it as if it was a social media trend, that disgusted me. Yeah. Um, and and I'm, I'm, I, I do think social media has been a positive tool, I think especially in the Black Lives Matter movement. There are a lot of people that learned about systemic racism in this country, which that's great, and I don't think it's, you know, it was always too late to learn about it to, you know, do enough, you know, of the her- heritage damage. But like the point is, yeah. um, I, I thought it was so toxic and disgusting that I just did, I stopped posting on my, after I graduated, I just stopped posting on my personal account. Mm. So then what happened is like, okay, I, I don't really post on that anymore. And then after I, I had like that, that period of six months in between graduating and starting my job. And so I like took up a bunch of these hobbies and I wanted to find a place for these hobbies to live. Like mm-hmm. for example, I started doing um, digital illustrating. Like I learned how to do that over the pandemic. It was really cool. I enjoyed it. So I started making yeah. digital illustrations, and I would make stickers yeah. and stuff well, like that. Little. I mean, business. you've been doing a lot of stuff like that for our podcast. No, like yeah, digi- no. I got. In, I'm, I was very into like learning how to do graphic design officially. So I started earlier this summer, and yeah. I wanted a place for that to live. I think I thought a great place for it to live would be on Instagram because. Surprisingly, there is an incredibly great Instagram art community. There's like so many incredible talented people and you can pick up a lot of skills from them. Like I, I was I was really interested to learn about different styles and stuff like that. Yeah. So I got very into that and I grew that account. That account became bigger than any account that I had had before. Mm-hmm. The one with my first of all, it was the Etsy shop and then it kind of grew into like me just doing digital art. Yeah. That was awesome. I learned so much. I really appreciated the community. However, the numbers thing started becoming an issue again. Yeah. Like I cared so much about how many numbers I got. And sometimes with these posts, like if you're doing illustrations, you're drawing for hours and hours and hours on end. Mm -hmm. When you put that up and it's like your 10 hours of work goes into a post, then it becomes quantified. It just reduces your, you just get deflated. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's, it's I guess that's what happens when you put too much effort into anything. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, it's funny. We, we literally started this episode by celebrating our 200 followers on Instagram. Yeah. And I think it's been, uh, you know, we, we've had this conversation a lot. Yeah. And we want this community to be, you know, we want to touch as many people as are interested, you know, in being a part of this community for this podcast. Yeah. And we see that as, as, a, as a big positive. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think the numbers are, are, are like, I, I, don't, I don't concern myself so much with the numbers. I'm, I'm happy to celebrate them, but I think... Um, I think it's important, uh, that we've been trying not to be too tied to the numbers of, of our podcast. Yeah. And I find that to be very difficult because it's something you put in so much time and effort into and you like, you give love to everything that you do. That's what I do with my passion, passion projects. I call them like every single thing that I've been doing. So like this podcast is another one of those passion projects that I'm, I think both of us enjoy doing it. You know, I personally care. I want it to be good. You know, if I'm doing something, I want it to be good. It's a type A, you know, like, sure. but being good is independent of how many people listen to it. No, that's the truth. I mean, that's the cold, hard truth. But like, that doesn't always come across when I'm like trying to make graphics for our Instagram or something like that. No, that's, that's fair. And then it's also like, you know, you want to build a community and have dialogue. You need a certain amount of people who know what's going on with your podcast to do that. But I mean, Instagram is a really great place to have it, to just have your project live. I Mm -hmm. think it's cool. You can get people who you never, who never would have found you. Otherwise they just find you and, is cool. TikTok is another one of those places. Um, there are a lot of really toxic and shitty things out on TikTok. I don't love that. Mm. But what I, I mean, what you, what I do is I just interact with the apps enough that I'm only looking at certain types of things because yeah. they'll curate your feed. So that's why you see all of those. That's why I get all these great recipes is because I like all of the food stuff because I think that's useful. Yeah. For and sure. I feel like I I've learned how important. to cook from TikTok, kind of. There's some things I've learned, some recipes. I just think it's funny how they just, like, everything happens so fast on the TikTok. And then when we actually went to make the recipe, you're like, I don't I don't know what we're doing because it just hap- it all happened so fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it may, I mean, it worked out. And yeah, it's yeah. also like it links you to other stuff. So it's like a yeah. good teaser for something that you may want to spend more time looking mm-hmm. at. That's yeah. what I like about TikTok. I enjoy that. And I also like that they really, I don't know. It really, you can get your content really tailored if you work hard enough at just like interacting with everything you like and moving forward from all the shit you dislike. It's 
Sometimes yeah. that's hard when you re when you have to rewatch because you're like, what, 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 <laughs> what was that? Like a grandma, but like, Oy. but yeah, you can kind of you can you can kind of curate it. Then again, you spend so much time. I spend so much time on my t- on TikTok. It's just yeah, time it, sucking. It sinks you. It, it, it's funny. Like even now that I'm off of social media, I find myself spending a ton of time on YouTube. Like it's just like mm-hmm. they're just which is a social media, and I didn't think it, about it's it kind way. of transformed into social media with it kind like, of is yeah you yeah. make a vlog or something yeah. oh my god so much effort into youtube though that's i'm too scared to touch that <laughs> there's so much because that's the problem the issue is when you work on something really hard and you want to have a place for it yeah. a home for it and then there's a number attached to it immediately that you can't control and you can't really share how much you've worked on it mm-hmm. because it's not always apparent that you've spent 20 hours trying to do this it is really deflating. I don't know. That's so sometimes that's how I feel with my social media usage. It gets really deflating. Yeah. Like well, I think personal. I think the key is trying to focus on it not feeling personal. But yeah. Obviously, that's easier said than done. Right. Um, right. Well, but this was a complete ramble. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I think. Well, no, I think it. I don't I wouldn't call it a ramble. I think, you know, definitely I, I, I resonate with a lot of what you were talking about. Um and the 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 curating of your feed i think is really important and i think we'll get into it a little bit more yeah, about yeah. some of the positive ways to use social media but um i did want to uh jump into some of the uh some of the research potentially yeah right right and i think this is like um i don't know i i i felt like i wasn't going to learn too much about social media doing a little more deep diving just cuz i feel yeah. like the consensus in the public is that it's harmful Bad. yeah it's just not great yeah um, but there are some interesting things. Yeah. So one one thing that I found uh, from the Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health. Ah, yes. Um, basically, they did a, a study. Um, I'm sure you can find more details. Uh, we'll link we'll the article. It. Yeah, we'll link the article. Um, but essentially, they assessed two dimensions of social media use. So uh, basically, the quantity and the quote-unquote quality of the use, meaning like how much is it routinely used and how emotionally connected users are to the platform. Um, Okay. And then using those two dimensions of social media use, assessing their associations with three health-related outcomes, those being social well-being, positive mental health, and self-rated health. So maybe a little confusing, but uh, basically what they found is that routine social media use, so like potentially, you know, using social media as part of your daily routine and responding to the content of others, right, is positively associated with all of those three health outcomes. Okay. So actually like routinely using your social media can actually be a positive thing. Yeah. And, and on your wellness and mental health. Yeah. But what they found was that the um, that emotional connection to social media, right, that second dimension of so- social media usage, the emotional Emotion, being commo- emotionally connected uh, to, to the, the platform, platform, that is negatively associated with all of those health outcomes. So that would be like, you know, excessively checking your Facebook or your Instagram out of feelings of missing out or, yeah. you know, FOMO, right? Yeah. Um, and, and stuff like that. So I think basically, I mean, what the, the big takeaway from this uh, study was, you know, the way that people use social media is has more of an impact on your mental health than just your frequency and your duration of use. Okay. Right? So it's not it's not as simple as like, you know, I saw something that the average person spends over 2 hours a day on social media, which is yeah, a lot. Yeah, you can you can get the stats on your phone, I think. Yeah, but they're always alarming. Yeah. They they are alarming, but I mean, you can be doing it in a positive way or you could be doing it in a negative way. It's not just like, oh, like we're spending so much time on social media, that's not inherently a negative thing necessarily. Right. Um and what that has to do with, right, and what they talked about a little bit more in the article, you know, having a strong social network um, outside of social media, right, is positively associated with mental health. And th- I feel like that's just generally understood. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, you want to yeah. have friends, you want to have, you know, connections. Yeah. That makes um, sense. And, you know, social media has a way of overcoming barriers of distance and time to, to strengthen those networks, and, and that's obviously the inherent positive in social media, especially, you know, when you're living a busy life or you're living uh, right. an isolated COVID life, right? Like being able to connect with people in that way is a positive. But then, you know, basically when you get too emotionally invested, uh, it, it can be dangerous in terms of increased risk of depression and 
anxiety symptoms in young people, which is the more common research that's discussed. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's the one that I keep seeing. Yeah. There are so many of them. Um, but yeah, I think that that's an interesting point. I think going off of that, the one I had is pretty, I thought it was interesting. Um, so Oxford, this team at Oxford did a study looking at three field experiments with undergraduate students from the US, UK, and Hong Kong, I think. And they looked at, um, you know, regular usage of social media versus abstinence from social media. Like they're looking at just taking a break from social media, have a okay. positive effect. Cause yeah. this happens a lot. You know, you see influencers all the time when they say, Oh yeah, guys, I'm, t- I'm taking a step back from my mental health or whatever. Sure. Or people who just choose me. Like I'm you. Influencer. Yeah. You're, you're, no. <laughs> uh, well, well, yeah, yeah. Hey guys, you I'm me. taking a step back. No, no, you influence I'm ta- me. Aw. Yeah, you influence. sometimes, <laughs> sometimes. Um, but like, yeah, when, when people take a step back, like you think, oh, that's the, clearly that makes sense, you know, get out of that situation sure, so that sure. you get healthy. So the, but this study found that, so they looked at multiple outcome variables with these undergrads, like satisfaction, self-reported mood. Then they had psychological examinations, like does this person have more positive and negative affect? self-talk, that kind of thing. Um, like the little, the small details in their behavior, which again, sure. psychology, psychologists, um, there's like a way of, of checking that. And they actually found that there was no measurable positive effect from abstaining totally from social media. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I mean, I think a lot of people tried to do the whole social media, social media detox thing. Something I find that is really hard with that is when when you when we're so deeply ingrained in our usage of social media, it's like the first thing usually we look at in the morning and the last thing we see before we go to bed, you know, like when when we're so into it and then you stop it, it can actually be really intrusive as psychologically. It can be actually really intrusive as far as like feeling the need to go check your social media and then fighting the urge actively. Yeah, that could actually be more detrimental to your mental health than just like using it. Yeah. And just learning how to not give as much of a shit about it. It's a yeah. problem. Well, yeah, it's funny. Like like I said, I I've gotten off of Instagram and Facebook and and now I find myself scrolling through LinkedIn for I mean, which I have kept for professional reasons. Um Man, LinkedIn can be toxic though. Yeah, it it can be. And I find myself scrolling through it cuz that's the one that I'm allowing myself to use and yeah. also then I end up on YouTube all the time, right? Yeah. So Oh my god. I, I'm sorry. I just have to say, we've had discussions about this before, right? With LinkedIn, the posts where the people are just like, I want to thank God. I want to thank my community. I want to thank my country. I want to thank my mom. I want to thank my grandma. I want to thank my neighbor for this blessed opportunity for me. I yeah. have recently been chosen. I am blessed and honored by God above that I have been chosen for an internship at Google. You know? And it's just like, I just, everyone, I just, oh my God, I'm just like so deeply honored, you know? And it's just like a summer internship thing. Yeah. Like the people who post that all the time. I felt like that was hard for you, wasn't it? When, when, um, COVID like hit. Yeah. No, that, I mean, that's, that's hard when you're on a job search, right? And you're trying to find a job and you keep getting, you keep getting rejected and, and all you see are these people thanking like, you know, yeah, everyone everyone and their mother, right. About like these amazing opportunities that like, I mean, you know, obviously props to them right like i that like they're getting a, I, yeah. they're getting an opportunity i, yeah, I feel good for great. them but it's yeah. not really them it's more just the fact that linkedin somehow seems to stack 30 or 40 <laughs> of them at the perfect time when you're actually unemployed and looking for work yeah they always find yeah. a way to just like put them on one on top of the yeah, other you're there looking for work and instead linkedin decides to show you all the people who have already found already a, job. Got a job yeah and they can't help you out so because they already have a job yeah no, i mean that that i don't know that's hard and then you know that, I don't know, that kind of makes me think of, of something else, you know, like, I think the key with this, right, because it's... What is the key? <laughs> no, I, I'm, not, I'm not about to say anything groundbreaking, oh. but I, I think the key is just to, like, understand that at the end of the day, social media can become somewhat of an echo chamber, no? Like, for your viewpoints, your thoughts, things you agree with, people that you like, obviously, because you're putting them in your social network and stuff like that. Um, and even like, sometimes I hear, you know, the iPhone is a shady place. So sometimes it hears what you're saying and then it, like curates only stuff you uh, like, yeah, yeah. like I feel like the, the, the golden standard and like what I've always tried to achieve with social media is like the feeling of like, first of all, 
my opinion, I don't know how many people give a shit about my opinion who are on social media. Okay. I don't think it matters that much, as much as we think it does. Because you're, you're surrounded by people who know you and, like, you know, it's an echo chamber of things that you, you tend to agree with, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, your opinion, really, I don't, it doesn't hold that much weight, you know? Which is both a good and a bad thing. But I think the good thing about that is, like, it really isn't something we need to care about as much as we do care about it. This is not a key, but I'm just, I'm just, I was just reflecting. Like, it, it becomes very... It becomes very egocentric after a while. You get enough likes. You're just like, yeah, I matter, bro. Like, yeah, no one matters. It's just, <laughs> Oy. you know what I mean? No, but no, no one, one cares matter. about. No, I, no, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. And I think that's, I think that's important to think about, you know, the amount of time that you spend like, oh, like pouring over, like taking like 30 yeah. different angles of this one photo that you want to like of you pushing down the leaning tower of Pisa, right? Like, yeah, man, and, no and one cares. Like trying to get that perfect angle and then like trying to get the right filter and like, oh, what am I going to put as my yeah. comment? And then like, you know, what ends up happening is you'll post it and then people will just like, like you end up scrolling through and you'll spend at most like a second or two looking at the photo and you'll like it. Right. Like, yeah, maybe you'll read the comment. Maybe, maybe you'll read the comment. Like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So what you're saying, I, I totally agree with like people spend so much time focusing on like curating their, their image for social media. And at the end of the day, it really does not matter as much as at least what I've found and it seems like what you've found is that it really doesn't seem to matter as much as we we think it does. We think it does. And you can see that through the, through the way you act and look at other people. Yeah. Because you really like when you're looking at social media, do you really care? No, like, I don't care about other people. I just don't. So why would you think other people care about you more than you care about other people? Right. And I'm not, I'm not like a, attacking you in any well, way. But that is, that is something just, that I struggle with a lot is mm-hmm. just like, damn, like I, I you know, I just, it's hard. It's hard to accept that, but like, it's just the truth. Like no one really cares about your shit as much as you do, you mm. know, and constantly, you know, in vice versa, like you, you really, I really no one is, you're not really caring about something else as much as that person thinks you care about them. You know what I mean? Mm. Like it just, that's the hard part too on social media is like when you put something out there, when you put a creation that you've put so much time and effort in, yeah. that was the biggest issue for me. Yeah. Not really. I mean, there are a lot of issues with social media, but the biggest one for me that I mentioned so far is just like that deflation, right? Mm-hmm. But like fig- realizing that, like you know, fun fact, no one's gonna spend more than ten seconds looking at this. Yeah, and you're lucky if you get someone to spend ten seconds looking at this. You know, it's you, you have to derive satisfaction from literally everything that happened before you posted it on social media. If social media becomes an afterthought, for me, it's more functional. Yeah. That's my opinion. Yeah. Now that I didn't have this opinion before, but being off of my personal social media and like trying to be on these like creative accounts, mm-hmm. it has to, the, the value d- you derive from the activity cannot come from putting it on social media or getting numbers attached to it Yeah, because it's never going to be as good as you think it's going to be. Yeah. Either you, either, you know, you always get deflated or you learn how to devalue yourself, which sucks. That's mm-hmm. not, I don't think that's healthy either. Yeah. No, I, I think that's really important. Well, I think we've gone. We went way too into this. We've we've gone way into our qualms with social media and and, and our thoughts on kind of how to, or how to readjust our perceptions of social media to work for us. Did you have any other? I don't know any other thoughts in terms of research that you did on on social media. Um, or if not, you know, we can jump into how we can use social media in a more positive way. Well, yeah, I, I, let's, let's go into that. Cause I have, I think I, I think my thoughts will coincide with that. Okay. Yeah. Well, for starters, uh, you should follow our social media platforms. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that, yeah, that's, that's how right. you do it in a more positive way. See right? now, see, so here's the beauty of this is, you know, you know, we know that you don't care. Do you know what I mean? So there's no pressure Whoa, on you wait, to be wait, liking wait. our you stuff. You know that we know that who knows that what knows? They know that we know that they don't care as much about what we put out as we think that everyone does about you stuff. got me in a in a mental pretzel with that statement <laughs> mental pretzel <laughs> but, um no, no no but i mean i mean it's it's the one thing is it's nice when you come to terms with that realization right like yeah. we all we have a we have a mutual understanding you know like 
social media, it's, you know, the, it's the afterthought of what you've put in. Yeah. I can scroll through your stuff and say, I appreciate that you probably put a ton of effort into making that look great. So good for you. Yeah. My likes going to mean a little bit more, but I'm also at peace with the fact that if you do the same thing to me, I'm not going to feel too bad about it. I think it's a healthy social media relationship that we'll have if you follow us on at Wellspring Pod <laughs> on Instagram and at Wellspring Podcast on TikTok. Nice plug. That? Yeah, that was plug. a good plug. Yeah, I like that. Pretty good. Um, but on to a more serious note. Uh, yeah, how, how we can use social media in a more positive way. Um, first, I think I mentioned this earlier before I get into the research. My thought on it is focusing on using it as more of a supplement to your social life, to your activities. Yeah. Like you mentioned yeah. using it as more of a supplement as opposed to a replacement or like the entirety of like your social life, your activities. Yeah. Right. Um, well, we should be sensitive to the fact that COVID makes it really hard for you to co- have an yes. active social life outside of social media. Yes. COVID makes that extremely difficult, but social, but uh, you really don't have to be on Instagram to like just video chat someone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, even if you're not there, and I was in this position where I just couldn't go out and see anyone, right? It was far preferable to call, (laughs) video call someone up, you know, or FaceTime someone rather than, you know, interact with them on social media. It's a good way to get reconnected with people. Maybe if they share something you like and you DM with them, but the personal, the interpersonal interaction is just always preferable. Yeah. And and it's because it's not filtered, right? Like this whole idea of like, having an actual interaction with someone, whether it be in person, whether it be over a video chat, whether it be over the phone, right? Is like, you get to see like an unfiltered person, right? And and, and I think that makes a big difference. Yes, Um, I agree. But yeah, so anyways, so uh, throwing in a little bit more research here, potentially. Oh, okay, okay. Um, The National Alliance on Mental Illness, NAMI, Yes. Uh, or n- Nami? Nami, Namai. No, N- that it wasn't that one. <laughs> it was no. Namai. Really N- wasn't. N-A-M-I. Um they have some tips for how to have a healthy relationship with social media. Awesome. Um, number one, which uh you talked about earlier, unfollow unhealthy accounts. Uh so I think this just has to do with like, you know, they they, they said like, does your feed leave you feeling overwhelmed or less than, right? If so, you know, you should unfollow accounts that don't bring positivity, motivation, or inspiration into your life. So this is kind of about, like, positively curating your accounts, which you had mentioned you were doing with your TikTok. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard on TikTok, I guess, sometimes because, you, again, like you, sometimes you just don't know what just what you just watched, and so you have to rewatch it. But every rewatch makes the algorithm thinks you, you like the video. Yeah. So you, your brain kind of has to be a chipmunk brain in order to, like, actively, I don't know, like, get through everything so quickly. Um, but this, I I think this is a good point to mention too, because some people are really hesitant to unfollow people that are their acquaintances or even some of their friends who make, whose feeds make them feel shitty about themselves. Yeah. Um, first of all, I, you know, I, I think there's a, and I, I think it's often portrayed as like, oh, you need to work on your own problems. So you're not, you know, intimidated or jealous of the other person. Yeah, sure. But like unfollowing someone's social media, I feel like it shouldn't have such a big social stigma on it as it no. does. Like if someone unfollows you on Instagram or something and it, if it makes you feel so deeply offended or something, I think you need to work on the relationship underlying that followship on Instagram. Well, that's right? the thing, right? That like it's the in-person relationship is what should come prevail. First, right, 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 right. And so you should feel, I mean, the idea is to feel comfortable unfollowing people that make you feel worse about yourself. Yeah. And I mean, working on yourself doesn't mean you need to be actively up against all of these images all the time of these people who are making you feel bad. Like yeah. work on yourself while also not, you know, enabling those negative thoughts again. Like yeah. that's just, a, it's just a way for you to get rid of the negative thoughts or the trigger of the negative thoughts in the first place. I think that should be more normalized. Normalize unfollowing people. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so number two. Number two. Support and connect with others. Um, okay. So. That sounds like an ad. That just sounds like what social media is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But advertised I th- but, I th- but I think it's just about finding quality connections with other people. Ah. Um, so I was talking about like, you know, searching for digital communities of people with shared interest and engaging with them in a positive manner, right. In terms of like those shared interests, right. That's one of the benefits of social media is like, you can find that arts, that digital art community on social media that you can't find in our apartment because I do not have that interest. 
Um, yeah, I think um, one thing that I wrote down in my notes here is to follow projects as opposed to people. Mm. Um, I, I I like to think of myself as a relatively creative person. I like gotcha. a lot of creative interests and yeah. outlets and stuff. I love following people um, through their projects as opposed to the person behind the project. That's interesting. I find what? those accounts far more intriguing. So I have some friends that I know personally I much prefer following their personal account, personal project accounts. Mm. Like if they have a business or if they're having a hobby they're really into or something yeah. like that. I love following those because I know the person, you know, I can have a relationship with them outside of their project, but I love when they, when I get to see a new facet of what they're doing and that's what's on my feed. Cause it's always inspiring to me, the inspirational stuff that they're putting out and, that's good. and the nature that's of positive. the nature of project accounts, it's like, sure. you know, I can't really have body negativity about like your painting of a beautiful landscape on a Sunday morning, you know, yeah. like it's something I can be excited for you about and, yeah. and, and interact and engage with you on a different level. So yeah. following projects as opposed to people, that might be something that you may want to do, especially if you're interested in creative things or, you know, your friends are into creative stuff. Mm -hmm. Some people, I just follow them through their projects. I don't yeah. follow their personal account. I think that that sounds like a good idea. No, I, I think that that makes a lot of sense in, in terms of trying to get the positives out of social media without feeling those negatives. Yeah, that's that's just my two cents on that. Yeah, yeah. no, that's cool. Um, yeah, another thing, so number three. Three. Take note of what you share. And I think this is kind of from the other end, right? Because, I mean, this is like a community thing, right? Like, if, if social media is making me feel bad about myself... Mm -hmm. I have to figure out how to address that on my end, but I think yeah. making sure that I don't do that to other people is just as, if not more important. Yeah. Um, so just, you know, think about whether the content you're sharing is helpful or harmful to others. Would you want to see your friends post what you are posting? Yeah. I mean, the, and if the, the answer is no, then maybe you shouldn't be posting. <laughs> alternatively, if it's something positive and that isn't harmful to someone else, but it's just you sharing something positive in your life and you think that would genuinely be harmful to so many other people, you need to have friends that are happy for your positive successes too. That too. Cause I yeah. know a lot of people who are really hesitant to post good things about themselves or to share something positive. Like I know I'm knocking all these LinkedIn people, but it's not really them. They're, those posts aren't the issue. The fact that LinkedIn decides to jump jumble them together at the wrong time <laughs> is the issue. Um, but I mean, it's a balance. The damn between algorithm. Being, yeah. But like, you know, you don't have to, you, do, you don't have to be, it doesn't have to be rude to unfollow people's content, but it also doesn't have to be rude for you to post something positive about yourself. Yeah. So that's just, I just wanted to share that. Yeah. I think no, that's, that's fair. It's definitely, there's definitely a balance. Yeah. Uh, there that needs to be found. Indeed. Um, number four, reduce your screen time. Damn. Um, I'm so bad at this. So, so like I said, right. People spend on average over two hours a day on social media. And I think a good first step because those numbers can be overwhelming yeah. is just look at how much time you're spending on social media. Like make it a thing like at the end of the day to just look at your phone and see how much time you sp you've spent on social media, because there's a good chance you'll be like, Oh my God. And then you'll think, okay, well maybe I should be trying to do other things with my life because when you limit your time on social media, you know, you create the opportunity for more out of phone experiences. There is a, a way you can view your screen time on your phone. How do we do that? I'm curious. Just go to, go to your search and type in screen time and it's part of your settings and you can actually see like what you're, history of screen time is um yeah it's really embarrassing i sp i spend on average this past week two hours on my social medias which i think is ridiculous per day and then well that's the average i'm trying to find mine i can't but yeah but i i don't know i just think that's crazy because you know i don't know I, I feel like i watch a lot of tv on my phone or like i watch a lot of videos but if it's as much time as I'm spending on my social media, that is very alarming because I feel like I watch a lot of TV. So, mm. um, yeah. yeah, but I mean, it's something to do. You can always just check your metrics and try and see how you can mitigate that. There are also apps if you want to reduce your screen time and are having trouble. For me, it's like a it's like a muscle memory thing to like turn on my phone. I don't know. Matt notices it. You notice it a lot, right? 
Some, do you ever notice sometimes when I'm just like upset or something, I like pick up my phone just like and start. Yes. You know, playing yes, a I, game or something. I have noticed that. Yeah, but it's like a it's like an involuntary thing for me. But yeah. it, there are apps that you can you can download to like get rid of that, like screen mm-hmm. screen limiting apps. They'll lock you out of your phone for a certain x amount of time. Yeah. So just something to consider. Yeah. But yeah. And number five, which I guess is a little controversial potentially because of the study you brought up mm-hmm. uh, that is recommended by oh. the National Alliance on Mental Il- Illness is to take a break. Ooh. So, well, I don't know. I mean, if it has no effect on your well-being, then maybe it's worth doing just to see what else you do with your life when you've taken just a couple days or like a week, you know, away from social media. Yeah, I mean, and one study isn't definitive. Yeah. This is a meta meta-analysis of three studies, though, so... I should amend and say three studies aren't definitive either. Oof. Um, but I mean, taking a break helps some people, especially if your business or your life is very much integrated into your social media. I feel like it's a different thing for an influencer to take a break versus just like someone to take a break. Personally, I just haven't been on my Instagram. I don't intend to go back un- mm. unless and until I feel like I want to. Yeah. Um, so you can call that a break if you want, but I feel like it's been really helpful for me to not be on my social media, personal, my personal account. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. I think it's been beneficial. Um, I mean. Are you on a break or are you just like not using it anymore? Uh, I got I, the feeling you were just not using I'm it. I'm kind of just not using it anymore. Yeah. I just kind of, I don't know, especially... Especially when, you know, during COVID, you know, like we weren't doing anything, like just like yeah. at home yeah. and you see the people who are maybe less skirting the rules and stuff. Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. Which, you know, it's upsetting. Yeah. It is frustrating. But then also you see them having like at a beach, like, you know, in May of last year and like, you know, whatever, whatever you want, want to do. Sure, just don't share it on social media because then it just that makes, makes it so wor- it makes worse it so much worse because then it's like, well, I'm trying to you know not get coronavirus. I was just talking to my friend from the UK about this the other day. Really, it's really upsetting when people are just like flaunting the rules and doing what, especially when you have family members that are high risk yeah. or you know well, you but, know a lot of people okay. that have been affected. I mean, at the end of the day, their business is their business. No, no, I I'm, don't. I'm just I don't saying, support that. Just do not share it on social media. That's what I'm saying. I don't care. I don't. I don't know what I don't know about you. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, but but that, then that, again, I can also just not be on social media as much, which I did do, and it made it. Yeah, a but lot then, but then you're me. telling people like, again, think about what you're posting, right? That's what we just talked about. What are what are you trying to do by you know, being on a beach surrounded by people in the middle of coronavirus and sharing like that bikini photo? Yeah. Right. Like, what what are you trying to achieve? I don't know. I can't I relate uh, to that, so yeah, I have no idea. Neither can we I. don't know. So that may be a, uh, that, that, hey, that's a question that needs this, to be answered. If you did this in the past six, uh, sorry, if you did this in the past year, let us know what your motive was there. What were you thinking behind that? We yeah. don't ask because we're at, we were trying uh, to rag on you. We genuinely want to know. Well, and I think, <laughs> excuse me. Um, I mean, that's uh, like, like we said, that's a question for everyone to ask about everything they're posting. You know, what am I trying to achieve here? you know, are are the, do I have positive intentions? Do I have negative intentions and maybe try to adjust your behavior based on that? Good point. Intentionality is always a great way to align your activities with your wellness goals. Yeah. Duh. Right. Like you said, set some kind of a intention before you put something out into the social media verse. Mm -hmm. Anyways, was that all the tips? Yeah, that was all the tips on my end. Did you have anything uh, additional that you wanted to throw in? I mean, not really. I think like, I think achieving moderation and, um, you know, finding a way to curate your feeds and interacting only with things you like Mm -hmm. or following accounts that are creative in nature and not personally relevant. It's not like a personal cult page. Um, I think that those are really great. I mean, those are great ways to do it. But I realize that as much as I'm finding it easy to say it, that's a very hard thing to achieve. Right. And certain things you just kind of have to do, like. Just don't just don't pick up your phone or like lock your phone somewhere yeah. or like just delete the app from. Your- yeah. One of my friends asked me a really interesting question recently. Uh, not No, not recently. It must have been a year ago. All right. Uh, and he asked me, what percentage of your life? 
do you think you spend more than what was it like more than three or four feet away from your phone? Yeah, that's a really terrifying question. And that, that's a that's a problem that goes beyond social media. But um, but a lot of that time where our phone is within four feet of us, it is us on social media. Well, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Divesting from your phone is a very difficult discussion to get into. But yeah. I think it is one we'll probably end up getting into because mm. I think there's a lot more to it, like you said, than just social media. But yeah. it it is really hard. We're just it's just very integrated yeah. into our lives, yeah. young adults especially. But like we said, right, I mean, there are ways to do it positively. So it's not always a matter of, you know, oh, I'm spending a lot of time on social media. That may be one step trying to curb that, but also just making sure that, you know, the time you do spend on social media is positive. Yeah, I'd start I started with cleaning out the junk, taking out the trash. That's important. Yeah, not not. Well, we don't do that nearly enough in our apartment. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Okay, fine. Um, That's an at at me. Um, No, it's not. But um. Taking out the trash on your social media can just be like on go right now into your follower following list, people who you're following. Just unfollow people that make you uncomfortable and or don't make you doesn't make your life any better by looking at their content. Yeah. Seriously. It's so like first of all, if you're really anal about your followers versus following, you're doing yourself a favor because you're not following as many people as follow you. Maybe, maybe that's good. Oh, if good. you care about that. Maybe, yeah. maybe that helps you. You know what? But... You've inspired me. I'm going to unfollow you on uh, Instagram. Me? Yeah, you've been a negative influence me? on me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I do admit that I have been looking way too good in my social media. <laughs> and I know it makes, must, it must yeah. be causing a lot of um, thoughts in you. Yeah, it has been. Um, and I, I understand that. It's just like, I'll be more thoughtful about what I post. I appreciate that. Um, even though you're not posting anything, right? I'm not posting anything. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I think taking out the trash is a good, is a good first step. And again, like unfollowing someone should not be about like, I hate your ass. I'm unfollowing you. We ain't talking again. It's just more like, does this person make me feel good? Or does it, does this content not make me feel good? Yeah. Not everything makes does not everything has to make you feel good. And don't be ashamed if you're like following people who are just only posting inspirational content. Some of it's corny and cheesy, but honestly, it makes a difference. It changed it changes my day when I see like well, a cute little graphic, like cute yeah. little things on there, like something positive like I hope you have a great day. I'm like, oh, thank you. And then I end up having a better day. So, curating well, it could be corny, but curating your social media that way might be positive. Yeah. And there's so many creatives on these apps. Um that produce things their yeah. their their platforms are all about what they're creating what yeah. they're doing i think that stuff's really cool yeah um i, I think i, I don't I know mean that, I, well yeah i'll add i mean you seem to be really into the creative art stuff right yeah and, and, and that goes into like find the community that suits you like yeah I, yeah i know a lot of my friends myself included occasionally i'll <clears throat> dive briefly into twitter oh um, uh and uh, you know they I'm big into sports. Once again, for the millionth time, I will share that about myself. And but that's uh, a positive thing yeah, to follow. And, you know, you can go on Twitter and, you know, see all like the sports news and stay up to date with, you know, what's going on in the sports world from all the insiders, you know, watch like if there's like a crazy dunk, you know, like that's the, the immediately up on Twitter. But that's cool. It's positive. Like, it's not like centered around someone. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like a team or like a yeah, yeah. player, which is not more than just the person. It's, like yeah, it's a project. A project. That project is a basketball game though. Uh, but that's really cool. I think yeah. that those are the kinds of things that we like to see. We seek out those kinds of things in sure. our non-social media lives. Why yeah. shouldn't we be only exposed to that stuff in our social media life? Yeah. No, that's fair. You know? That makes sense. That's that's my thought. I don't have, I, I will say, I, I'm just kind of speaking out of my ass at least 30% of the time here because I don't really have all the answers and I still struggle a lot with social media. Yeah. Um, well, that's why we're doing this. I don't know what's going on either. Yeah, I guess, but these, these things helped. And I think like trying to find that point of moderation is more of a trial and error for me, at least right now. Yeah. Um, deleting the app helped though from the phone. Which, did you do that? Deleting the app? Yeah. Uh, no, I actually have not. <gasps> I put it in. Well, a, you have more self-control. I put that. it in a folder. Oh, you put which, it in a folder. <laughs> which actually for me, it's essentially deleted. It's, yeah, you get annoyed gone. with the folders. Oh yeah, no, I can't do folders. So once it's in a folder, it's too far away for me to access. Yeah. Well, you know, each person has a different, each person, each person has a different approach. Yeah. I think that's the beauty of it. But, um, 
anyways, we, I mean, we have these studies and everything else linked in our episode. Yes, we do. Um, and I think we'll, you know, if we find more stuff, obviously we'll share it via our social media. Sure. So the beauty is if you're following us on Instagram, you're already doing yourself a great favor by following positive, productive content. Oh yes. On, um, at Wellspring pod on Instagram and at Wellspring podcast on TikTok. You can also find us on anchor where we are also avail widely available on any of um, the number of icons that apparently houses us. Yeah. So thank you to all of those platforms and, um, you pretty much can find us anywhere. If you do find us on Apple Podcasts and listen to us there, please be sure to rate and review because that helps us out a lot and we really appreciate it. Yes, we do. We appreciate all of our all of our positive reviews. Yeah, and interact, you know, if you have any thoughts, anything you want us to talk about, feel free to include that in any of our social media or DM us anytime. We're happy to have a conversation. Yeah. But yeah, I think um, that's a good place to wrap it up. <laughs> Have we right? rambled on long enough? Yeah, I think so. This one was a little bit of a ramble, so apologies for <laughs> all of the random detours. But this is an interesting topic. Yeah, for sure. And once again, mystery box topic next week. But I, but we know what it is, and I think you're going to be really excited. Um, yes, I think we're, I we're think really I'm, I think we're on the same wavelength. Yeah, we I are think on the we same know wavelength. what it is. It's going to be awesome. I'm really excited. Yeah, me too. Um, all right. Well, uh, I guess we'll log off then. We'll log off. Yeah. Log off. Yep. All yeah. right, we're gonna we're gonna be taking a break for a week, and then we'll be back. Yeah, <laughs> our, our break from podcasting. Our break yeah. from posting our new episode. Yes. Um, uh, all right. Take care, guys. Have a great week. Yeah. Have a good week. And we'll talk to you next week. Take out your trash. Yeah. Yes. Take out your trash, and uh, yeah, I, I don't have anything else. No, that's it. All right. We'll talk to you <laughs> next week. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.